This is Saturday morning's must-listen form hour. Set to go. Ready. Racing. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Group 1 Racing returns to Melbourne on the hillside circuit at Sandown on a good four with the rail out 10 metres and the panel has assembled. Great to have Mark Hunter, David Gately and Jamie Rogers with me for this next hour to try and find plenty of winners in that Group 1 meeting at Sandown. First of all, Mark, good morning to you. What are you most looking forward to today? Morning, Warren. Uh, look, I think it's a cracking day. I think the you know the two-year-old picture becomes clearer for us. We've got some great racing through the day and the all states, all stakes looks like being a real tactical battle. So plenty to look forward to on a magnificent day for racing. Good track to start off with, likely upgrade during the day, 10 metres on the hillside circuit. How are you expecting it to play? Well, hillside's been, you know, you can certainly run on. No disadvantage sort of getting out and running on. And the rail's gone out a fair way from that last meeting. But look, it races really well. It's a terrific track to race on. In this sort of condition, I would expect every horse to get their chance. Gator, great racing in both Melbourne and Sydney today. And you've been busy with your, your form service. How much are you looking forward to today? Oh, yeah, we're into it now, aren't we, mate? So, um, yeah, good morning to you and the team and, and the punters at home. Hopefully we can find a few today. That's the plan anyway. Big fields in both Melbourne and Sydney. How, how much extra workloads that for you before you get your, your Ausform Oz, Racing subscribers their key info? Ausracingform.com. Nice work from you, Ted. Great work. Um, it is... It's a bit more, I wouldn't use the word arduous, but um, it's a bit uh, bit more lengthy uh, this time of year just because of all the trials and jump outs, of course, and sometimes they're jumping out and trialling two or three times. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's great to have all that information for punters out there accessible, um, and then you know, we can make our own minds up. Jamie Rogers has got all the key info regarding the markets, but she's also been on fire from a tipping perspective. Good morning to you, Jamie. <laughs> Yeah, good morning, Warren, and good morning to all the listeners and the team. We're set for a sensational day of racing, Warren, and there's been some really good money across both the Sandown and Randwick meetings today. Interested in your, your comments here, just you, you look at the fields in Melbourne and Sydney, and it's obviously ramped up from, from last week. We're really getting into the, the key autumn carnival. In terms of early interest, is that reflected in the quality of the field sizes and the, the level of racing we've got? Yeah, absolutely, Warren. As soon as we, even with the all-in markets, especially with races like the CF4, we started to see some really good support. And then when acceptances came out on Wednesday, <clears throat> excuse me, and that final field came up, already some horses were just so well-backed and the amount that was coming through just goes to show the field sizes and that level of racing. Full field of 15 to go around in the first over 2,400 metres, a benchmark 78 for, for the staying horses. As I said, no scratchings, Jamie. How does the market look in the first? So, Warren, we've got three horses that have been seeing support. In particular, there's one, and that is the six, so unusual, at $3.30, and is currently holding about three times more than anything else in the market at that $3.30 price. Next best in the market and also in terms of support is the seven in Wahini Toa, currently at $8.50. And then the third horse that has been seeing some interest is the 13 in Princeton Award at $7, but significantly less than what we've taken on the favourite. Any idea how they might run along here, Mark? Well, I think there's good speed, Warren. Uh, numerically down the page, you know, kick-off extra elusive is forward. Noonday Gun getting out to 2,400 certainly goes forward. Prince Ziggy likes to race right on the speed. You've got Tycoon Deck for one. You would think could lead or hold its spot at worst. Uh, platform races on the pace and 
Angel won't be so, uh, won't be far away. So I think they'll run along. And given that scenario, I like number six so unusual again. It's getting into its right price. I was a good win the other day. It was sort of sent forward on a good speed. The run presented really early, so it got there early and then had to fight off Wahini Tower. I'm hoping here, with good speed in the race, that they ride it a bit quieter. You'd love to see it sit somewhere between sixth and eighth and just blending off that speed. It's trialled well since that last win. So I think it can win again to beat number seven, Wahini Tower, who was given a magnificent ride last time. Just the perfect distance right there. That sixth, seventh, mind its own business, joined in at the right time. From that wide gate, you think it would go back and stalk so unusual into the race, and I think they can come away and fight the race out. 13 Princeton Award. Going really well, this horse. The stable's flying. It's going to be back in the field, picking its way through and running on. And nine minor legacy who comes through different form lines, probably weaker races, but it's a strong stayer, suited by the speed, and going to be running on. So I like six, but I do want a quieter ride than last time. Six, seven, 13, and nine. How are you playing the first, Gator? Yeah, seeing it in a similar fashion, I thought um, the effort was so unusual last time, um, sort of attacking the lead. 600 from home uh, in a really fast run race. That first section was some 12 and a half lengths above average, so a real test of endurance. was an absolute sitting duck for Wahini Toa, yet uh, beat her anyway. Now meets one and a half kilos better. It's, uh, if he wasn't five weeks between runs, he'd be the best for the day. Princeton Award, two widest, latest, ran home hard behind Wahini Toa, has a relative weight swing, three and a half kilos. But what may be more relevant is the alley. Maybe they can posse up closer this time. Highland Jack just has to run the trip, but um, no, no reason to doubt him at it. Uh, he's obviously got form through key rivals here. He wasn't far off, so unusual when they clashed in December. And he didn't much like that day either. And when he towers a must, she's flying. And it gets a bit harder. So they creep up in the weights relative to their opposition, but never decry winning form. 613 David Gately kicking off with numbers 6, 13, 2 and 7. Mark Hunter also with number 6, so unusual, ahead of 7, 13 and 9. I thought the number 13, particularly on an each-way basis, Princeton Award had a great chance. Wahini Tower obviously ties that form together and he stays relatively down in the weights. And as Gator said, he might be able to settle a little bit closer from that draw, but uh, I'd still ride him where he's comfortable. As Mark outlined, there's good speed in this race. 13 each way for me. Had a six, so unusual. Has had that jump out between runs. Showed some really good fight to hold off Wahidi Toa last start, who's racing in career best form. She has to go in. And I thought number 11, Glentanius, who may want some sting out of the ground, according to Sam Friedman, but I think getting fitter out to 2,400 metres suits. 13, 6, 7, 11 for me in race one. Race two is the first of the features. It's the Group 2 Autumn Stakes for the three-year-olds over 1,400 metres. It's also clearer scratchings. Jamie, how's the market look here? Well, we'll start with the one, Warren. Mr Maestro is at $15. The two, Virtuous Circle, is at 18 The three, Fortune Teller, is at 5 So the four, Pericles, at $4 is the second-best backed runner in this race. The five, Amenable, at $4.80 has also seen some support. But the best backed runner here is the six in Calico Jack at $4.20. And I should say, between those where the money has come in, there's not much actually separating Pericles, Amenable and Calico Jack, but it is slightly favoured towards the six at this stage. Gaty, you referenced jump outs and the likes previously and so many of these horses first up this preparation. Probably hard to come up with a definitive map. How do you think they might run along? Yeah, look, uh, my best guess is probably Calico Jack leading Glint of Silver. 
Um, they've both had success on speed in recent times with some match fitness. The others that can race handy uh, tend to do it over longer trips. Pericles is the interesting one. Obviously went forward on debut and went back second go. It was enormous. Uh, went forward third go and took a sit fourth go. So I think they're still working out that horse. But um, I'm still working him out too, and I think he's pretty good. He did a great job in that first prep. He was excellent at start number two as reference, flying out after Opal Ridge. Uh, wasn't a swooper's day, but he stretched imagination that. And was only collared later to Group 2 Vars uh, when they were forced to sort of go early. And what we've seen under that scenario, you know, is even the mighty horses like the mighty Zaki, and that brings them undone. Um, and when they get a softer lead, what happens? You know, they tend to win. Look, his trial was terrific. Amenable looked smart on debut. Only time he's seen a dry track, in fact. And he was spelled home hard valley. Uh, blinkers on Kofu Guinea's ran terrific. You know, but they all did. And the fortune teller finished alongside him in said guineas. He went back in his trial, jump out, hit the line hard, under some riding, but it was good work. And Mr. Maestro, look, he's probably, it's probably not today for him. And Calico Jack is in the mix, but just came up too thin in the market for me. Four, five, three, one. How are you playing the autumn stakes, Mark? I like Pericles. Warren, I think it's, gee, they set it a task on, on that first campaign to jump from the shorter trip to the 2000 at the Valley, where it left Barclay Square behind at the 400 and then just got run down late and then was set a huge task in the Derby, backing up the week later. I didn't have the ideal run, still ran well. I just think this is a really nice horse. Pericles getting onto the dry for the first time. It's trolled well on the dry. I think he doesn't set too far behind the speed of Calico Jack and gets a great run. And I think Pericles might be the best horse in the race here to beat number three, the fortune teller, who gets mothered up behind them, has looked to trial well, will run well fresh. Six Calico Jack. Got race fitness on the side. Looks like getting a good run in front and kicking. And five amenable who ran well last time we saw it in the good race, comes back, has trialled quite well. Going to be giving a start that's sure to be running on. Empirically, pretty fair horse. Four, three, six, and five. And Mark Hunter going with four, three, six, and five in the Autumn Stakes race two. David Gately, four, five, three, and one. I'm also with Pericles. I loved his recent trial, loved what he did in his first racing preparation. And yeah, as Mark outlined, he, he was set a task, but it must be an indication of the, the quality that James Cummings has about him and a, and a bit about his constitution. I think he can sit not far off the speed here. Love the way he's trolled. I think he's the one to beat for Pericles. I'm a real fan of number three, the fortune teller. Got the blinkers off, the blinker near side on, and those jump outs at Cranbourne on that inner track, once you're back in the field there, it's hard to make ground. I thought under the circumstances, he's jumped out well. Number five, Amenable, also looks to be prepping up well, and, and he's a horse that uh, that fits in very well, ties together with um, the fortune teller. Blinkers off and the winkers on here for this campaign. And six, Calico Jack, he's got the race fitness. He'll make his own luck on the speed. I just think the class of those other horses might come to the fore late. Four, three, five, and six for me in the Autumn Stakes race two on the card. Race three is the first of the preludes for the Blue Diamond. This one for the Colts and Geldings over 1,100 metres. Another group event. This one a group three. The scratchings number six, Scorsese, Jamie. 
Well, Warren, there's been some great money for both this race and the next one. So we'll start with the one barber who is the favourite at $3.10 and he is holding more than double anything else in the race at this stage. The two little bros is at $9. So the three brave halo at $3.20 has also seen a bit of support, but nothing compared to what we've taken on the favourite. The four Corniche is at $18. Where we've also seen a bit of interest is the seven in Gang Gitano at $7 and the 11 in Amigo currently at $9. But as I said, a very popular favourite here in race three. Hey, I'm not sure if the speed's clearly defined. I'd expect Brave Halo to be somewhere near the speed. Corniche from an inside draw probably doesn't get too far away. Out wider, Tarabo, you'd think possibly pushes forward. That wouldn't be a surprise from the Waterhout and Bot Stable. And some people call me he was on speed, but perhaps at a modest tempo on debut. does get the blinkers on here, but the wider draw will be interesting to see how they ride. Some people call me. So I don't think there's clearly defined speed, but I do think there's some very promising horses in this race. And Barber's done everything right so far. And sometimes he's had to overcome difficulties to win. I like the way that he's trialled up. He's probably going to be three wide with cover, according to James Cummings. But if he can sustain that run with the long run in here, I think he's got a great chance. Been impressed what I've seen from number three, Brave Halo. He had a busy two-year-old early season over there in Western Australia. He was running time and uh, he's got some, some real X factor about him in terms of a really strong sprinting type. Be interesting to see how that measures up. Time say that it should measure it up. I like what Little Bros did on debut and at his second start when he was able to win the Merson Cooper, number two. He looks to have trolled up well. He's probably going to get a little bit off speed from that draw and be strong late. And through that same form line, Gangitano looks a, a really promising galloper, looks to have prepped up well. I'm sure he'll be better suited here at the 1100 rather than the debut at 1,000. One, three, two and seven for me in the Colts and Geldings. Prelude, Mark, your thoughts here. I'll go to San Quinella. Warren, one to be three. Um... I found it a tricky race to sort of work out here. That they all got speed they can go forward to some degree, so it's going to be a messy little race. But I thought number one, Barber, was your starting point. It's had the two wins. One was workmanlike, given every chance, and the second one was much better. Comes back off a spell. It's trialled well. I think it's drawn a great spot to be out in clear air down the straight to beat number three, Brave Halo. It just looks like it's getting better and better with each win. I think it's got a great chance of measuring up here. 11 Amigo is a really interesting runner. It was... Heavily back there a couple of weeks ago, scratched at the barrier off the back of good trials and poor Corniche. You could argue Corniche should have maybe won both runs. It was dragged out of the race on debut and then got held up at a crucial stage last time. Huge odds, gets a nice run behind them, has got a place chance at least. 1, 3, 11 and 4. How are you playing the third, Gator? Yeah, look, obviously there's a bit of water under the bridge as, you know, here, but um, I'd be surprised if Brave Halo didn't measure up I think you've touched on the most salient point, Ted. He's been running time. You know, you just can't do it if you're not a good athlete. His debut win was um, solid, but it was the next two um, that were super impressive. And when he went to 1,100 last time, he blitzed them. And, uh, yeah, some real substance on the clock there. Barber resumes. She had to like the trial. Unbeaten first prep, and although the margins were narrow, he's had a lot of merit uh, given he was far from every chance in, in both of them. Um, little Bros resumes. He went back in his jump out. Gee, he ran home well. He went inside them up the straight on debut. It was never easy to do, irrespective of uh, how inexperienced you are. Then one of Merson Cooper in strong style. They ran a real quality last 600 figure that race. And that ties in Gangitana, who went back in that race and ran, yeah, 33-7 last 600. So can't do that if you're no good. And um, he went forward in his trial. 
Uh, Mark's point about Amigo is a great one. You don't read that in many form guides, do you, that um, you know, scratched at the barriers, went heavily backed, and so they've, it's like they've shown their cards <laughs> before the, the game of poker. I went 3-1-2-7. 3 1, 2, and 7 from Gator. Mark Hunter with 1, 3, 11, and 4. I'm with 1, 3, 2, and 7. I thought interesting comments regarding the uh, the debutant amigo Gator from Catherine Coleman. Just perhaps a word of reservation that there is a real window of opportunity. Produced that debut performance, had that day at the races, back to the jump outs. Just, I suppose, um, the talent's there, but there is that little reservation that we were ready to go on that occasion. Can we then reproduce that same chemistry today? Did, if you were listening, did you, did you interpret anything from what Catherine Coleman was saying there? Oh, look, absolutely, I do. Um, you, you have to take that on board, and I think the problem... Well, not the problem, but the reality of this generation of athletes is they just can't, most of them just can't um, show up every single time uh, with consistency. They're inexperienced, they're still maturing, you know, similar to the young under-14 footballer. So um, I certainly take that on board, um, but it does seem irrespective of how you slice it, that there's good talent there and the jump out was strong. 22 after 8 on the Melbourne Form Panel. We'll take a break. We'll be back with the rest of the Group 1 card on All Stakes Day at Sandown.